Today, anonymous sources say President Trump called dead troops losers, despite multiple witnesses who dispute that account. Uh, and the suspect in the fatal Portland shooting has been killed in an officer-involved incident. We've got the latest for you, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Friday. It is Friday, which means we have Stubergear and Pat Gray in the house, both of Blaze TV. Thank you for being here, gentlemen. Long weekend ahead. Very excited about it. Oh, that is right. Golly. Yeah. I, I'm working too hard because I totally forgot you that it was come, a long week. You're on. She's on, though, for Labor Day, right? She's, she's, she has to do the show. Yes. Yeah, okay. Wait. Sarah yeah, will be in. Sarah will be in. Just make sure you come back here. She'll be doing a show, possibly by herself. <laughs> yeah, no, no that's on. not. That wasn't in my plan for the weekend. No, that's true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, apparently, this is just the week that keeps on giving with news, and it just doesn't stop. Uh, I feel like if you, like, you sleep at night, and then you wake up, and it takes way too much time to get caught up on all of the things that have developed just overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so anonymous sources, it's always anonymous sources, uh, according to a, rep- a report published by The Atlantic, claimed yesterday that President Trump called American troops who died in battle losers and suckers. Uh, and the story is now being disputed by at least five witnesses who were with the president that the day in question and say that the story is nothing short of a fabrication. Uh, now, The Atlantic said President Trump canceled a visit to uh, an American cemetery near Paris in 2018. It says he blamed rain for the last minute decision, saying that, quote, the helicopter couldn't fly and that the Secret Service wouldn't drive him there. But neither claim was true. Trump rejected the idea of the visit because he feared his hair would become disheveled in the rain and he did not believe it important to honor American war dead. Now, this is how the how the Atlantic writes it is according to four people with firsthand knowledge of the discussion that day. Uh, According to them, Trump said, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers. Uh, But according to five people who have actually gone on record, uh, that is not true that um, that that it was the weather. And uh, these this is just another fake news media story uh, made up by people who are out to get Trump's Stu, What are your thoughts on this? Um, first of all, there seems to be multiple sources, and, you know, not only just saying it, but there's documents right. and there's all sorts of stuff that show this isn't right. The other the other part of this is look, we don't know every private conversation the president has, but this is completely inconsistent with everything we know about him. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the, the guy likes the troops. He's a big fan of them. He, he's that's he one thing. To, he's been super consistent on yeah. this entire time in wanted, words and actions. He wanted to throw a giant military parade <laughs> in the middle of Washington, D.C. Like that was his big agenda point. He, You know, look, I. I This is, I don't even think it's mildly convincing that it could be true. Nobody's on the record saying it. I think this is much more of an effort to um, not even to win over Republicans or even people in the middle. This is an effort to raise money from leftists mm. who already hate Donald Trump, and they're going to share it around like crazy and try to and, and try to generate some uh, attention from the base. Mm. But uh, look. We don't know, of course, anything that was said. If you, but if you would have said, like, okay, Donald Trump saw a woman passing by and said, hey, she's got a nice butt, I would say, like, okay, I don't think he's doing that as president of the United States, but, I mean, it's kind of consistent with things he said in the past. Right, this right. is completely disconnected to anything he said. And the only thing that people bring up is, like, well, he once said bad things about John, John McCain. McCain. And it's like, well, he didn't like John McCain. 
Right. Okay? He didn't, you know, he said bad things about individual members of the military, but he is not an anti-troop guy. It's not, I don't think it's going to be a successful attack because it's so against everything that everyone knows about him. Yeah. And to Pat, to Stu's point, and that's what I said this morning when I read it, was just like, he insulted John McCain because... He felt insulted by John McCain. Mm -hmm. That's what Trump does every single time, right? Anytime someone says something negative about him, he's got to go and he's got to punch back. For better or worse, you can respect it or not, but it's what he does. That at least is consistent Mm -hmm. with, with, okay, I'm insulting this person because I don't like that they attacked me. But other than that... It's a bald-faced lie. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's an absolute lie. Do I believe he didn't want to get his hair in the rain? Yes. Absolutely. I, I (laughs) I, I I don't think that comb over would work very well in the rain. Um, but I don't believe for a second that he said any of those things about about dead Americans mm-hmm. in the cemetery. World War One heroes? No way did he say that. If they produce no audio tape recording of him saying it, <clears throat> like, even then I would be like, how is this possible? Uh, yeah. You know, look, if he actually did say it, I would think it would be, uh, I mean, again, what, 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 what were the, I mean, I don't know. It's such a ridiculous story. It's hard to even entertain a different possibility of it just being false. But if it were true, obviously, if this guy was trashing troops behind the scenes uh, on the record or off the, off the record, it would bother me in a big way. Yeah. I just I can't imagine it's actually true. But I mean, but isn't that it really shows more just the state of journalism and the media these days that like this is what's leading the headlines. Mm-hmm. This is what everyone's talking about. This is what we're forced to talk about when at the end of the day, it's all anonymous sources. It's complete and utter nonsense, right? Like it's complete and utter nonsense. Yeah. You know, we're back to a place where the unemployment rate is now basically at the same exact levels of Barack Obama when he was running in and 2012. 8.4 8.4 currently. It was 8.1 in the same month when Barack Obama was leading up to his reelection. Um, which is incredible when you think about it. Well, because this is after something way more significant yeah. than Barack Obama had to yeah. oh, deal yeah. with, with through no fault of his own. Right, like say Barack Obama had the financial crash happen in October 2008. Basically, four full years later, he had had the uh, unemployment rate down to 8.1 percent. <laughs> Trump, mm-hmm. this happened in March. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in April it hit 14.7. We're down to 8.4 already. Obviously, heading in the right direction. That's a big story today. It's getting almost no because of an off-the-record complaint. And I will say this. If you have something like this, put your freaking name to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Put your freaking name to it. If not, it's not even worth reporting. It's just it's just dramatic gossip anyway. It's not like it's a policy that's affecting people. Hey, I know X, Y, and Z is happening. You know, uh, this is being, uh, these people are being mistreated. If anything, it's just, if it were true, it would be a terrible offhanded comment that he shouldn't make. Um, but still, this, the body of evidence with Donald Trump would, would indicate that he's pro-troops still. Um, right. You know, I mean, Trump says a lot of things. I think it's best to just especially ignore this stuff. It's not even on the record. We don't even know the people who are, who are saying that it occurred. We have multiple people, as you point out, that indicate that it isn't true. There's documentation that it doesn't look like it was true. And they're going on the record. They're not anonymous yeah, sources. Right. The real sources. disputing it. Look, anonymous sources can be valuable for certain things at certain times. Not like this. Not for gossip. It's yeah. insanity. It's insanity. And, you know, this is a guy we should point out. The guy who wrote this story is the guy who fired Kevin Williamson because because he was pro-life, mm-hmm. you know, because he made pro-life comments in his past. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a ridiculous. It's, it's honestly, it's just worth t- 
tossing away. Are you so you're trying to you're making the claim mm-hmm. that he would be biased? Yeah, I think he is. Really? Uh, in fact, I know he is. He's definitely biased. Uh, um, and, and that doesn't mean he makes up all of his reporting. But this look, I'm not. I would not be surprised at all if four people from somewhere in the general vicinity of the administration are saying bad things about Donald Trump, and they're saying the same story. Is it true? I really doubt it's true. It just doesn't seem consistent at all. Yeah. There was a time when you would even print a story like this. Right. Because you've got no corroboration. Nothing. You've got no proof. You've got no evidence at all. You've got somebody saying that they heard something sometime and they won't even go on the record. That's not even worth printing. Which which really, I mean, it makes you wonder... Like, we work in this business, so it's hard for me to take a step back and say... Okay, uh, we know better, but does the average American even put any stock into a story like this, a hit piece like this? That's why I'm having trouble. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope not. I don't. But you know, things have changed so much. Who knows? Obviously, Democrats. That's gonna. That's gonna enhance their worldview of Donald Trump. That's going to back up everything they already believe about him. Right. And Republicans will, like us, uh, conservatives will say, no way did he say that. Anybody who's been paying attention to what Donald Trump has said and the way he's lived his life up until now wouldn't believe that he would say those things about the troops. Which is funny that you say it'll, Democrats will use that as an opportunity to, you know, it will bolster their worldview of Donald Trump as if Democrats have been so pro veteran pro military right now but now Now, they probably uh will be well you're seeing uh the the left already lean into it right like they're already trying to take advantage of it and you know there's left-wing veterans organizations who are on this you know tammy duckworth who was kind of in the running for vp is a former military uh veteran she's you know saying she she uses i mean as sad as it is every other word out of her mouth is talking about her legs <laughs> you know, like I, I honestly, I have said this before. She's basically kind of like a war hero, right? Like she right. actually yeah. did go through, yeah. and she was, yeah. you know, I mean, it's her story is legitimate, <laughs> but she just keeps using. She's just like, she's like, well, I'll walk. I would like to have, see Donald Trump walk a, a mile in my legs. It's like. <laughs> Uh, that's impossible. Yeah, no, okay, because he's got two of his own. Right, he doesn't need not, yours for one thing. Yours, but she's really yeah. saying things like that. <laughs> right. Like I'll put my titanium legs against his. It's like all right. Like I, 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 I legitimately it. honor what like she's gone through yeah, for yeah. the country, and I, and you know, much better person than I am for doing it. But like, you have a limited like she's she's done it like ten <laughs> times, and it's like I think she needs to. It, it, it's I don't think it's working anymore. <laughs> Well, there was another uh, there was another allegation that was made that he made a comment about amputees that he said, like, nobody wants to see that. That's just and it's like but they I mean, not an amputee, but they had Madison Cawthon on uh, the the convention. Mm -hmm. He certainly is a wounded warrior that, uh, you know, obviously President Trump had no problem putting on the stage. Yeah. Where how did he uh, didn't he get he got hurt an accident, right? I think. Oh, was it an accident? I think he was, right? I could be wrong on that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, look, he's been to, you know, Walter Reed. Right. He's been around. I mean, like, this is just nonsense. It has he wore been- the mask for Walter Reed. Right. Right. He, he, even wore he never mask. wore the mask. He wore the mask for the veterans. Yes, he did. Uh, look, it's shocking that anyone would change their vote on this. And I don't even think that's the target. That's the important thing. Like you're saying, like, would the average American react to this? 
The answer to that, I think, is no. The person who's trying, if you're trying to get to react to this, is think of the most annoying person in your Facebook feed that is constantly posting every dumb rumor about Donald Trump. They want that person to get to get a little bit more excited, so they go click donate to one of these sites. Mm-hmm. That is really the end of this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the Atlantic is going to say, "Well, we really did get those sources," and who knows? Maybe they did. I would not be surprised if they had four people who were adjacent to the uh, administration in some way that are backing this up because. I don't know that they're necessarily creating them out of whole cloth. I'm mm. Probably somebody told them the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they didn't do basic fact-checking. Yeah. Like they, I mean, it seems right. very clear that they did not get even the most basic fact-checking done on it. And I don't, expe- I don't expect any more out of the Atlantic, that's for sure. And it is, uh, before we go to break, Pat, it is, it is something that, you know, you hear these stories and then you, you kind of can't blame the guy for constantly, you know, not trusting the people around him, uh, making the comments that he's made. Uh, in the past when you see the track record of all of these people who apparently he thinks that he can trust and then they go out and either betray him or flat out lie about him. Yeah, there's been a lot of those. And a lot of them have written books. And I mean, I would be paranoid, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he should totally be paranoid. He should be more paranoid. I mean, the fact that, like, freaking, what's her, what's her face from uh, his stupid reality show? Uh, oh, Omarosa? Omarosa. Omarosa yeah. was freaking recording conversations, and they allowed that to happen? Like, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, we also have the same thing happening with Melania's best friend now is coming out with a book. Former best friend. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Her best friend and, like, closest confidant yes. uh, was in the administration working with the, with the uh, I mean, you know, Jason, again, to the administration working. Yeah with the first lady and they got apparently got into a fight and over you know like the the inauguration and now she's coming out with her own book but again with recorded conversations uh you know mary trump's book had recorded they recorded from uh, donald trump's sister like the hell's going on with this family and this administration and this government they're all out of control um you know i would be totally paranoid if i were him and he should be more paranoid i mean i've talked to people who've been in the administration there at least was a time that they were like everyone was putting their phones in baskets outside of these meeting rooms. I don't know if that's slipped. I don't know what's going on. But I mean, it is it's partially just a function of everybody having this technology and being easily accessible. Now, it's hard to stop. But still, that needs to be a top priority. He's only paranoid because everybody's following him. That's yeah, well, he's kind of right. <laughs> he is. Right. He's kind of right. Yeah. He does have a point uh, in that regard. All right. We've got more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Laurel Springs. Uh, so I, some of you, maybe you may think that you're done with uh, all of this homeschooling thing. Um, there are a lot of us who are not. And if you are in that boat, you're one of those people who you're still having to uh, keep your kid at home. Your kid is still having to learn from home. You got to check out Laurel Springs. Now, Laurel Springs has been doing this for nearly 30 years, so they know what they are doing. They're experts in online learning, and they have the tools and the curriculum your kid needs to maintain their learning unhindered by whatever the future holds. Coronavirus 2.0, whatever crazy thing the Democrats throw our way, they will be ready for it. They have flexible learning programs. They've got it for K through 12th grade. So wherever your kid is in that spectrum, they offer challenging and very diverse courses. They are accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, and their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. You got to go register your child at laurelsprings.com slash why. If you do it today, you will receive a waived registration fee. That is laurelsprings.com slash why. Don't try to take on all of the burden of teaching your children by yourself. LaurelSprings.com slash why. Back in just a minute. All right.
right, the uh, the suspect in the fatal Portland shooting, uh, that the, this was, of course, the uh, Patriot Prayer Group member who was executed in, well, I'm sorry, he appeared to be executed from the video footage that we saw. I know we have to You're say- You're being very al- careful here. Like, al- he alleged, said he did it, right? right yeah, so, like, he I said mean, he did it. I know, like, from my time as a reporter on the dot-com side, like, we always have to say alleged, and sure. I'm like, but there's video of it, and I mean, it's like, but well, you have to say it. You could say it's not. And he's never going to be convicted for it, obviously, after right. the outcome. <laughs> right. Here. So, uh, right. but he does pretty much in the footage from Vice say, "Yeah, I had to do it." Yes, which indicates he did it. He did it. Right. <laughs> that yeah. would indicate that. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth, which is kind of like. All of it. Uh, So he, of course, was a member of Antifa and uh, he was killed last night as authorities moved in to arrest him. But as Stu pointed out, he was interviewed by Vice and it was a very like, uh, you know, I think I feel like they wanted to portray him as kind of heroic, Mm -hmm. um, quite frankly. But here is what he had to say to Vice about uh, about killing the Patriot Prayer group member and how he I mean, he just had to. He had no other choice. Watch. Lots of lawyers suggest that I shouldn't even be saying anything, but I feel it's important that the world at least gets a little bit of what's really going on because there's been a lot of propaganda put out there. I had no choice. I mean, I, I, I had a choice. I could have sat there and watched them kill a friend of mine of color. That wasn't going to do that. Important there. Uh-huh. Right. How was he going to kill him? What, what, it was, he wasn't doing anything. Well, did he have well, a, words or violence though? That's true. Oh, that's right. But, but I think, but silence is silence violence. Silence is also too. violence. So maybe he was being <laughs> silent. <laughs> that's got to be what it was. Yeah. yeah uh huh. Killing, mm. killing with, uh, with with kindness. No, this is killing with silence. Softly mm-hmm. with his song. Softly. That's maybe right. Maybe he was killing him softly with his song. <laughs> I mean, we're joking about it because that's all you can do is joke yeah. about it at this point. But really, this is how crazy the world is right now. Uh, that. Vice was claiming he was a marked man, and he said, they're out hunting me. They gave him this big, long interview, um, but the, he literally just shot this guy, and there's absolutely no evidence that we've seen to indicate that there would be an actual legitimate reason for it, no. other than him saying, he was going to kill my friend. Right. I mean, he's saying that, and there's no reason to believe that he was. I mean, there was a, um, uh, so the New York Times did a reconstruction of this. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but basically they they show, um, uh, so the Trump supporters going through intersections with paintball guns mm-hmm. and pepper spray. Which and I don't think you can kill anyone with. Pretty sure, right? no. I'm yeah, pretty okay. sure at this point. Just making sure. Um, but, but like, it, the paintball guns are separate, but, like, he was spraying this, they were spraying this pepper spray stuff off the back of his uh, trucks. Again, you're right, not violent. Um, the only thing that they even say that could have possibly happened is if you look very closely in the video, you can see one of the little clouds coming out. It looks like maybe he tried to spray them with pepper spray. Mm-hmm. But that... Does not kill you. Um, also, uh, <laughs> uh, is not a reason to just execute someone in the street. And it does also does not explain how they were talking about, oh, we, there's a couple of them right over there exactly. before that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, he obviously, I think, was guilty of murder. I don't think he cared that he was guilty of murder because it, he killed the right people. Right? The right people are Trump supporters in their book. And um, this guy, I think, would have never... Uh, he would have eventually been probably arrested and convicted right. uh, by these police uh, and, and legal system, and he didn't want to deal with that, apparently. Uh, so you get into the shootout, and you do the death by cop thing, and, and hope that uh, the, the revolution riots behind you. Now he's a, Well, I mean, they kind of are. 
Have you seen there, there are messages being left in the streets of Portland and they're like, you killed one of our, you know, one of our people. He's a he's a he was a good guy. I mean, it's they really are doing that. He is a martyr now for them. It's, it's unbelievable. It's I mean, it's despicable. But, you know, nobody nobody calls on Antifa out on any of this stuff. The, the Democrats just give them a total pass. And anything well, Trump says, it doesn't matter. They're a myth, though. Yeah, it's Pat, a, it's according a myth. to Jerry That's Nadler. Right. That's, That's just right. Antifa's. Even though this guy says he's 100% anti. Well, he doesn't say it anymore. <laughs> right. Because we lost him. We lost him. But um, <laughs> he did say he was 100% Antifa. He did. He did. He must have been very confused. Yes, he must have. We did hear directly from Jerry Nadler, who obviously knows his stuff. Uh, so, I mean, what do you. Do, is it going to get worse before it gets better? Before, before we move on. Uh, I don't know what you're asking about, but yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good. Literally I mean, all things are going to get worse before they get All better. of this violence in all of these major yeah. cities in America, and we've got Antifa members, we've got Black Lives Matter members, we've got these people who are in the streets of major cities, and they're just... Like, we're, we're just killing each other now, apparently. And there's, you know, they're setting some precedent for maybe... Uh, a not so peaceful transition of power after the election, too. Yes. So, yeah, it, it could. I hope it doesn't. And, and I pray it doesn't. But it could get a lot worse after the election. If Trump is elected, you think they're just going to go quietly into the night? Doesn't look like it to me. Yeah. There, no. there was a, a headline that I read. I don't think I have it in here. But there was a headline that I read that was basically it was it was the New York Times or something like that. That was like. Basically, there's going to be riots unless Joe Biden wins in a landslide. Yeah, no, I, in a landslide, mm-hmm. not yeah. even just if he, if he wins, wins close, but if he wins then in a of landslide. Of course, the Trump people are going to be because there's been so many riots started by right wing people right. Uh, throughout this. Yeah, no, I mean, it, 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 this is the thing. If if it's not a blow, I, you know, part of me wants. It, let's say the outcome is determined. We some you know, God knows right now who's going to win. I do pray that it is a blowout. Uh, because it really and not not for the Senate and the House like but I just don't want that election to be close because either side I think are, is going to you know claim that something happened I don't I don't think we're going to be able to avoid it both sides are building that case Trump's yeah. doing it too obviously with, yeah. the, with the mail-in voting stuff he's saying that like he can't really trust this mm-hmm. the left is definitely saying it they say it after every election that they lose uh, so th- I think that is going to be dangerous there's a part of me too that like you could look at this and I think there's a good chance that it's going to get really bad from now until November 4th. Um, And depending on the outcome and how that goes, it could even get worse after that. There is with the overwhelming majority of people though, there is a, um, usually a a limit to how much of this they'll put up with. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even think about Minneapolis, right? Like Minneapolis, they rioted for what, four or five nights in a row and it started to die down. Like, Portland and Seattle are a different story. They're just kind of in constant riot mode, right. but it's the same group of people that are doing it for whatever reason is com- comfortable right now. And they've been doing it in Seattle forever. They had those G7 conferences there, and they'd be lighting the thing on fire every single time. You know, Dallas, yeah. look at Dallas. Like, like Dallas, that first couple of nights was scary here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of crap going down. People were getting knocked out on the streets. But places were on fire. People were getting looted. And then, it, you know, it did back down, and we, we're not seeing a lot of that now. I think the average people, even the people who are really pissed off about this, um, eventually will tire of the violence. What's really crazy, though, if you, if you take yourself out of where we are, right, where we're at the blaze, like people who listen to the blaze, I think at least are trying to get the real information and understand this. Mm-hmm. Take yourself out of this and put yourself on the left for a minute. 
You've been told for four years that an election was stolen last time, not this time, last time because of the Russians. You've been told that basically as an accident of history and and theft, Donald Trump became president in this bizarre confluence of events that could never, ever happen again. Joe Biden is up by a zillion points. He's basically he's going to win easily if he if he loses. Everything they've been told for four years isn't true. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gonna, their world is going to be shaken in a yeah. big way. And I don't know that they're going to be able to handle it, at least for a while. I would expect it to get ugly for a while. Um, but maybe over time, I mean, I don't think people have enough. People don't have enough, you know, they don't even go to the gym, let alone go out and ride until 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning burning down stores every day. There's a limit to it, I think, with a lot of people. I just hope that we don't we don't press that limit. I don't want to get near that limit. I don't want to get nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. Stu says it's going to get ugly for a while. Are you as optimistic as him? I, yeah, I'm pretty optimistic about that. Yeah. I mean, it's sad because we've never had this in America before. We've never had a non-peaceful transition of power. This is really, really a sad time for us because... Uh, You know, the fundamental transformation that Barack Obama talked about uh, could be just about completed if if Biden is elected. And we have transitioned a lot uh, since 2009 when when he took office. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just you look at the things going on and you realize that we could transition a little bit more, too, um, if this doesn't stop pretty soon. Did you guys see uh, Jennifer Rubin, who tweeted out, I think, I guess it was this morning, I don't know, I saw it this morning, and she said, you know, we really haven't just, we haven't said that Trump should resign before. We should really start doing that. That's a great point. I would have thought of that. I hadn't even thought of that. You've done that since, like, day one. What are you talking about? You've not done that yet. Yeah. They're already, I mean, but they're, but to me, that indicates that they're, they are scared that they're not going to win. (laughs) But they say stuff like that all the time. There's these stories that by all, you know, by all actual accounts on record are completely made up that President Trump did this and President Trump did that. They're not Mm -hmm. acting like a people who are confident that they're going to win this. No, they're not. Well, I mean, look at their candidate. Look at the guy. They're also terrified because they really thought they were going to win last time. And you yeah. see this. You see this in the betting markets. I think when it comes to uh, when it comes to the election, you see it from a lot of people on the left. Normally, they're kind of like cocky and like saying how, oh, you know, we're we're going to win this. They're they're definitely scared because this it hit, hit them by such a surprise last time. They feel like they're ahead ahead again. The polls are showing they're ahead, uh, so they feel like they've got this thing. And then every single time one poll comes out where it's like only four point separation, they're like, oh, no, it's happening again. Didn't they're terrified. Betting market just tighten within yeah, like about, two points yeah, or something. Yeah. 51, 49, I think, yeah. is what it was this week, which, which I, is, is interesting. I, mean, I like I don't there's not a ton of data to support that. It looks like it, it, it you know, it, it may be narrowed by a couple of points. But, but like that's people putting their money where their mouth is yeah, because right. there's money on the line. Yep. So that's why the betting markets are a pretty good indicator sometimes. Okay, and it can sometimes be happen. a leading indicator. Yeah. Okay? It can move yeah. before the polls. Yeah. So, I mean, I. I I fully, 100% believe that this race, Joe Biden is not going to walk through this election and win by seven points. It's going to tighten at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump's going to have a chance. It's just a matter of uh, if, 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 if that time's out right, like it, does it narrow at the right time? Mm-hmm. And can Trump take advantage of these opportunities? He's got three mm-hmm. in front of a big audience. Uh, Joe Biden can't run from those, I don't think. 
unless he takes Nancy Pelosi's advice. I think he wants to do those debates, though. I think he wants to prove that he can beat Trump. I think he's he's that guy. He's a, he's been doing this for 50 years. Yeah. He does not uh, agree with all of his aides who think he should never speak on right. camera. Right. And well, and oftentimes people who are in the early stages of that, if they if he really does have a problem, yes. yeah. they don't admit and they don't they know. Don't prove it. They don't understand of, yeah. that. They, my, my dad was kind of in that, you know, in the last yeah. part of his life. And he didn't understand right. that he was slipping away. I'm sure they take it personally that yeah. anyone would accuse him, them of being that way. Yep. Uh, all right. Speaking of Joe Biden, we've got him uh, at a town hall event in Kenosha. I just spoiler alerted. It didn't go great. <laughs> so we've got that coming up next. Back in a minute. I mean, that's your opinion. You're just giving out some opinion. I mean, I, I thought it went really well. <laughs> for, home? for Joe. <laughs> I, you know, like, I usually expect it to go worse. Okay, that's fine. A woman who attended uh, the town hall event in Kenosha, Wisconsin on Thursday with Joe Biden appeared to suggest when it was her time to speak that she was told to stick to what was written on a piece of paper. I know everyone's up in arms about it, um, but I, and I want to get to that. But, but before I do, I, I, I do want to get your thoughts, gentlemen, on Joe Biden even coming to Wisconsin because we had heard from his campaign, oh, God, no, Joe Biden is not going to go to Wisconsin. He's not going to go to Kenosha. He would hate to, like, make things, you know, crazier than they already are. He needs to give things a chance to die down. And then Donald Trump went, and I guess, did they see the optics from that? And then decided, okay, so uh, Joe Biden's going to go to Wisconsin, and uh, he's going to have a town hall event, and uh, he cares about all these things that we've really basically shown you he doesn't care about, but he really cares about all of them because the polling indicates that he needs to care about them. Like that, that's, that's the only thing that I can gather from it because it was such a, a giant flip-flop in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Pat, do you do Yeah, you I, th- I think so. Um, they've, they've shown that they're watching the polls very closely, which is why he's only now talking about the violence. Right, like, and well, what how, about that the, the first violence is days? all of a sudden bad when before it was not a problem. Right. They didn't even talk about it. Right. Don't say anything about Antifa. Don't say anything about the riots. Don't say anything about looting. They're all now peaceful. all of a sudden, all of that is happening, but it's all Trump's fault. Right. So. Right. Wait, like, yeah. which one is it? <laughs> Well, you know, there's three basic levels of polling. You have the worst quality level, which is the internal polls that the campaign releases to the public. Mm-hmm. Then you have the public polling that we all see. And then the best polling is the internal polling that they don't they tell don't. the public about. <laughs> and that polling is the stuff that they really yeah. learn from and really shapes the way that they run the campaign. And clearly, the polling is part of part of this year. The other thing, too, is I just maybe Joe Biden was doing some research on how the Jews run the media and wanted to talk to Jacob Blake's dad about it because mm. I know he has some real information about how bad Jews are. And maybe Joe needed to just get some of that information out. I don't know. And white people. He might have been schooled mm. on how awful white, white he is. I think is he too. knows how bad white uh, people are already. Yeah. Could okay. Be. So good. <laughs> <laughs> because they've been complaining about that for a while. That is incredible, though. And no, nothing incredible. from the mainstream media about that aspect. Yeah. Jacob Blake's dad. Multiple uh, social media posts on that front. And again, I, I think it's a little... Look, I, I, anti-Semitism is really bad, and I want it rooted out of society. Do I think that we should go back to every person's 
you know, dad, you know, who, who, every person who's got shots, dad, and look at their social media accounts? Probably not. But the president, uh, the, the potential president, former vice president, potential president of the United States wants to meet with this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. If Donald Trump wanted to meet with David Duke because <laughs> his son was shot, right. like no one would mm-hmm. be cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> that would not be something that would be okay. It just is okay because no one, no one holds the same standard to, to Joe Biden as they do to Trump or anybody else. Right. Seemingly. Uh, So the woman who spoke at the event who is making waves, uh, her name is Porsche Bennett, and she apparently is with the uh, Black Lives Matter. I'm sorry, Black Lives Activist Kenosha group. And uh, here is what she said during her time. Round of conversation, please. Tell me the governor's bragging about you. What? My name is Porsche Bennett. Um. I'm just going to be honest, Mr. Biden. I was told to go off this paper, but I can't. All right. You need the truth. And I'm part of the truth. I was born here, raised here. First eighth grade class of the school that was named after his mother. So I have to give you the truth of the people. And the truth of the matter is we are heavily angry. Not angry as to where people say, oh, they're protesting. There are different, there's a difference between a protester and a rioter. A very big difference. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Now, um, people are kind of focusing on uh, the woman obviously saying, um, I'm, they told me to read off this piece of paper, but I'm not going to. I th- think just from an off-air conversation that we had that we're kind of in agreement that that's it probably is not as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. She yeah. did she did come out and say that she when she was saying she was told to read from a piece of paper. It was from her organization. And even if it wasn't, still. Yeah, like and this is relatively common in public events um, where, you know, they would solicit questions. And a lot of times, sometimes you'd even write them down yourself mm-hmm. uh, and then go up there and they give you a card so that you don't essentially change your question right. or don't get nervous and don't know what to say, um, especially with televised events. They do that. I know even like, you know, when we do Q&As at shows for Glenn, for example, people will submit all their questions usually uh, in writing and we'll look for I mean it's not like a, they're not trying to catch him in something in that circumstance um, but we'll look for ones that will lead to the best stories yeah. or, or you know or a lot of times it's me sorting through them to try to trap Glenn as, as easily as possible. Uh, uh, I totally believe that. <laughs> but like that's, it's not totally uncommon. Um, now that doesn't mean that they, they've never done this or they don't give out talking points. I would not be surprised at all. What you normally would see though is when the person is submitting the question, that person, uh, the political operative is helping that person form the question they're asking beforehand. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. be necessarily like, here's a question that's appropriate to ask to Joe Biden and hand it out. Unlikely they'd be doing that because they'd be nervous about being caught. Right. Um, and I, I, so it's not out of the question that this was planted by the Biden administration or the Biden uh, campaign. But mm-hmm. also, I would, I would say there's a good chance that it isn't as big of a deal as people are saying. Yeah, Pat. I was told to um, agree with Stu, <laughs> but I got to tell my truth oh, here. Oh. And everything he said was a big fat lie. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, I got a complete bald face communist wow. lie. But I was told so. by Sarah to say it, so I thought that I had to say that. <laughs> hey, no, I'm not involved in this. I mean, look at the way she set me up. Uh, Stu, right? go ahead. You right? tell, yeah. you say you're We had an off air conversation uh, I'd oh. like for you to bring up right now, Stu. Uh, all right, before we go, uh, in, in this event, 
Uh, Biden wrapped up his comments moments later, but um, it, it got a little bit awkward, I guess, whenever he was he was wrapping things up. Take a look. There's so much we can do. So much we can do. So much we can do. And we can do it just by just eliminating by the tax cut for the top one tenth of one percent, which is one trillion three hundred and fifty wow. billion dollars. It's done nothing one to help anybody. Fifty billion. What's he doing? Nineteen doing? corporations making a billion dollars apiece don't pay a single penny in taxes. I'm not going to punish anybody, but everybody should pay a fair share. And I can lay out for you. I won't now because they'll shoot me. But here's the deal. Oh, man. I pay for every single thing I'm proposing without raising your taxes one penny. If you make less than 400 grand, you're not going to get a penny tax, and you're going to get a tax cut if you make under $125,000. Now, you know, am I personally offended? No, because you know he didn't mean it in any sort of derogatory way. They're going to shoot me. Oh, gosh, there's just some crazy stuff that happened here. I probably shouldn't say that. But, I mean, it does, it it is interesting to see him... uh, kind of make up stuff whenever he realizes he's he's out of gas. I am actually offended by it. Um, however, I'm offended by the part where he just assumes no one, none of the black people in his audience have any money. Like he's <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh, you guys are right. all poor, so you're going to get money back. Right. But uh, right. if you make a lot of money, I mean, I mean, he says $400,000, I guess, which is a lot. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe you could assume that no one in any audience is making that much money. But the point, I guess, is like, he comes out. He's obviously lying about the tax thing, yeah. which is frustrating. He, mm-hmm. he he will now to keep in mind how extreme he is. Barack Obama ran on a trillion dollars of new spending. Barack, uh, Joe Biden is running now on six trillion dollars of new spending, six times what uh, what uh, Barack Obama ran on. His vice presidential choice to indicate his real goals here ran on $47 trillion of new spending. So you could guess that between 6 and 47 might be the right number of what they'd actually do if they get elected and get power. That should scare the hell out of you. And the number that's been thrown around with his tax hike is $4 trillion, right? That they've been talking about his his proposal being a $4 trillion increase. Mm. Well, if that's the case, you can't do that just by taxing people over no. $400,000 a year. Right. You don't get there from that. From that. Even um, if you're treating... If you're like 70 and 80 percent, you're not getting there. Yeah, no, it's just not the way it works. No, you, you, everybody's going to be hit with that. If he really does raise taxes like that, and and, and I fully expect him to, yep. because they've got all kinds of proposals that, and goodies that they've been promising to everybody, all kinds of freebies from free college. And I don't think his is free to everybody. He's got a little bit different plan. Then yeah, community college for so, free. Yeah, com- community college, which cost a little bit less, I guess. But uh, all the things, and, and he's, he's still on board with parts of the Green New Deal. I mean, it's it's a nightmare. And uh, it's going to be really expensive. And he's going far, further and further left as we go. Uh, and look, how, look where the, the economy is right now. You add a tax increase to that, mm. and you're going to damage it a lot further. Yeah. All right, we've got more to come. Back in a minute. Fundamentally, too, it's like you're not going to, neither one of these guys are going to quote unquote solve racism, but it's like they'll take money out of your pocket.
Kedoni. We've covered this on the show throughout the week, but I'm with Pat and Stu, and so Mm -hmm. I felt it appropriate (laughs) to make sure that we get your opinions on uh, the Nancy Pelosi scandal. Uh, The latest, of course, is that her daughter, Christine Pelosi, released a letter from the law firm that's representing the cosmetologist who provided the stylist services to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, And, of course, the law firm is accusing the salon owner of what Nancy Pelosi said she did, which was engaging in a setup. And uh, this this cosmetologist says that he has worked at the salon for approximately six years and that he received approval from the salon owner to book an appointment with Pelosi. Uh, The salon owner says there there was no way that that was possible. They they connected directly to the stylist himself. They arranged it. She's had the security system for what, like five years and that that's not that's not possible. Either way, I'm like, so like if you go to commit a crime and someone sees that you're going to go commit a crime and lets you do it, is it really that person's fault (laughs) that they had video of you doing it? Like, to me, that's not a setup. This is why I don't understand about the story. She, the salon owner, did not have the power to approve it. Right. Right? You no. could say she approved it all you want, but Nancy Pelosi knew the place was closed for yes. legal reasons. Mm-hmm. Which so is why her they, assistant texted mm-hmm. them. Right, right, right. And this is also why when they say, well, I thought, I thought they told me they could accommodate one person. They could accommodate <laughs> one person, but you told them they're not allowed to. Right. Right? Like, so they weren't able to do it legally. They could do it physically. Yeah. Yes. And no matter, the whole point is, if the salon owner approves, if the stylist approves, you still can't get your hair cut. That's what every Everyone else in the right. area is dealing with. Right. She broke that rule. It has nothing to do with with. Now, look, they, was it a setup at some level to do like, did she know going in there uh, that she was going to pull that? Uh, I hope uh, she did. Uh, I, I think she did. I hope she did. <laughs> and also she also couldn't force her to not wear a mask. Right. Uh, that was just her choice. So this is a, a pathetic defense of a pathetic human being. I mean, Nancy yes. Pelosi is Nancy Pelosi sucks. That's why the Nancy Pelosi sucks exists, <laughs> Pat. Yes. Uh, because she sucks. She's terrible. She is an embarrassment. And <laughs> and they, they, the fact that the media continues to cover for her and the circumstances oh. but is ridiculous, with the exception of Fox News, who shows it every nine seconds. It is, it's got to be the most shown video well, on Fox News Kaylee, ever. What about ever. Kaylee McEnany, who came out in the White House press briefing? And put it on a loop. It was amazing. So great. I love Kaylee McEnany. I think she does a great job. Uh, but, you know, now all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi's the victim here. Right. She's of the course. victim. Of course. Um, a she's only, only uh, apologizing for falling victim to these awful people. And it's just, it's... Even now, I think in San Francisco, you still can't do indoor Correct. Uh, hair, right? You, yes. y- it has to be outside. It has to be outside, but if, you, if you're messing with chemicals, which you would if you're coloring hair, you can't do it outside because of California's environmental and who does Who does their hair saloning stuff outside? I don't know anybody. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. I really don't think it exists. <laughs> so... In any event, they were breaking the rules. Nancy Pelosi was breaking the rules by setting up the appointment and and going to that hair salon. Does part of you, though, does part of you almost like admire just the gall <laughs> that it takes for her to go out yeah. there and be like, I take responsibility for being set up. <laughs> that's all. Oh, my God, that's way too good. You that's have to really please good. never yeah. do that again. <laughs> if you, and this is without all the vodka that pumps through her veins 24-7. So. A very, that's a very good and shockingly <laughs> yeah. disturbing impression you just did. That, that's great. 
great. I mean, seriously, I just sometimes you're like, I mean, I guess I admire the woman for she doesn't care. Sticking to it, and right. she she care. she she lives in a world in which she is better than everyone else in it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is her imp- impression of you. You suck. You can't go to your funeral. She can go to John Lewis's yep. funeral, yep. but your loved one doesn't matter because right. he's not famous, not not related to her. She'll do what she wants. She's better than you. Period. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. <laughs> Yesterday's poll, have you already made up your mind as to whom you're going to vote for? Uh, almost 98% of you said yes, which I think that's an honest mm-hmm. answer. That's mm-hmm. obviously a very scientific poll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2% said no. Mm-hmm. So I think that's... Have the, you made up your mind yet? I made I'm up my mind. really baffled. Oh, are you? <laughs> you're not sure. Who could it be? I don't know. Do I want the riots uh, in the streets? Do I right, want the, right. the peace? Do I want the tax increase? Because I kind of yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it when the government takes more money out of my tax. Don't you love that? No. No. Okay. Weird. Do you love it? I love it. I love higher taxes. See, Stu and I are good people. We're patriots who believe we should give more. Yeah. Joe Biden told us uh, it's patriotic to pay Patriotic thing to do. Mm. Come on. Step up, man. That's interesting (laughs) now that the left is the uh, experts in patriotism. Oh, they've always been so patriotic. You know how patriotic they are? They have such reverence for the flag, they take a knee when, it, <laughs> right. when we sing that. And burn it That's in the streets? Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and also say death to America in the We're a little off track here, but yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, generally right. speaking, yes. <laughs> Today's question. What is the most important issue for you in the 2020 election? Uh, your options are COVID and the lockdowns, Black Lives Matter protests and riots, the economy, or mm. something else. Gosh, that's tough. I don't. I don't think we can come up with an answer there. That's, a, that's a good. That's actually a really good question. I know. I think you, you could really pick several options there. Economy and, and BLM concern. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.